This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, GetBook listeners, and welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of GetBooked that's all about books we just can't resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's hand sell is Between Two Kingdoms by Suleika Jawad, which actually came out this year and which I thought for sure I would have a chance to talk about on the show, but then just somehow didn't. So we're going to talk about it now because that's what I'm doing. And before we do that, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest-paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery Books. So Anna Green thought she was marrying Liam West for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA, which is an interesting reason to marry someone, but you know, in this economy. So anyway, she signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and she thought she was done. Eh, she wasn't. Three years later, Anna is a starving artist living paycheck to paycheck while West is a Stanford professor. Now he is part of a conglomerate. His family owns this mega grocery store chain. He's not interested in working for them, but he is interested in those greenbacks, honey, that come in the form of a $100 million inheritance. To get it, he has to be married for five years. That's where our girl Anna comes back into play. So the two will fake a marriage, but as he gets to know her and gets to appreciate the feisty, foul mouth, paint splattered girl that she is, he'll begin to wonder if the money is worth the love of his life. Pick up The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren to find out if it is. And thanks again to Gallery Books for sponsoring this episode. So Between Two Kingdoms is a cancer memoir and really dives into 
chronic illness and what it's like to go through treatment for cancer, what it's like to be in the hospital, what it's like to be in a caregiver, care needer relationship. And it gets really specific and detailed about all of those things. So content warnings for all of that. If this is going to be too much for you, please, you know, put it aside until it's going to be more accessible to you. But this is a really intense and amazingly sort of sweeping memoir. Joette had just graduated from college. She was in a new relationship. She moved to Paris. Her plan was to become a war correspondent. And then she started to have these symptoms that were really sort of inexplicable. And she went to the doctor and, you know, all kinds of things were tried. And when she turned 23 or just shy of her 23rd birthday, things finally got to the point where she got a diagnosis of leukemia with a very low 35 percent chance of survival, which is a hugely intense thing to find out in your early 20s. I mean, for anyone But she really was just sort of blindsided by this. And so she had to go back to New York. She ended up, you know, needing constant care from both her parents and her her romantic partner, who she had really just started a serious relationship with. And you see that four-year journey from just before the diagnosis to, you know, the end of her treatment cycle. And it was very difficult. You know, she's really honest about what it did to her personality, what it did to her relationships, what it was like to be in and out of the hospital and to go through, you know, chemotherapy, clinical trials, bone marrow transplant, all of these things at this young age. And to not really see a lot of resources out there for people her age with a cancer diagnosis. It seemed like a lot of the people who had the kind of cancer that she had were much younger. And then there were, you know, the older generations that were having cancer, but she didn't see a lot of herself out there. So she also started writing about it. And it became sort of part of her career to put this out there, to be that resource that she couldn't find for herself, for others. And then entering remission, she found she really didn't know how to rebuild her life. And so you're following that, you know, when you work so hard to get to this goal and then you get there and it's like, what is next? This is a really scary question for her. And she ends up going on this huge road trip with her dog, Oscar. And meeting all of these people who interacted with her column about cancer and being a cancer patient at her age um, over the years and then trying to figure out her relationships with all of these people now that, you know, she's on different footing with them. And just what did she want to do with her life and how does she balance all of these dreams and goals with what she's actually capable of now, given that, you know, you can't just go back to being who you were beforehand. And she writes so movingly about all of the people she interacted with, some who didn't make it out of the cancer ward and uh, some who did and what those relationships are like. And I think many things struck me about this book, but, you know, her writing and like I said, her honesty about the unflattering, uninspiring parts of being chronically ill and having a cancer diagnosis and what that's like for you and everyone around you. She's really not pulling any punches. She's being really, really honest. And it's not 
always a pretty picture. It's not always, you know, a heroic picture, nor should it be. I think she really wants to sort of bring light to all the fullness of that experience, because so much of what we see in the media around this is, you know, either just the real tragedy or the sort of heroic fight for survival that doesn't give room for nuance and complexity and all of the different ways that this experience will impact you and the people around you. And then what happens next? That's also not a thing that we see a lot of out there. So she's very much wanting to tell a fuller, more detailed, more nuanced, as I said, story. And it's really, it's a lot. And I'm so glad that I read it. I'm so grateful to her for sharing all of these experiences and perspectives. It can't have been easy um, to share, much less to live through, obviously. And I think that if you are looking for a book that will help you wrap your head around that experience, either for yourself or someone you know and love, I mean, I think so many of us have experienced with cancer diagnoses, either for ourselves or in our friends or extended families. Um, I know I have had a few friends go through situations like this, although not exactly the same. And it was really helpful to me for sort of putting in perspective all of these things. And I'm so glad that I read it, even though, like I said, it's a pretty heavy book. And, you know, you have to know for yourself whether or not you're in a space that you can go on this journey with her. But it is a really amazing read. And I think it's a really important one. And I certainly will be recommending it down the line when and if questions come in about it. But I didn't want this year to end without giving it the shout out that I think it deserves. So again, that is Between Two Kings. Kingdoms, a memoir of a life interrupted by Suleika Jawad. Thanks so much for listening, as always. Thanks also to our magical audio editor, Jen Zink. You can find more book recommendations at bookriot.com and more podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. If you'd like to email us, you can do that. It's getbooked at bookriot.com. We'd also love it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other folks to find the show. And speaking of finding us, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we'll talk to you next time. 